Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Hope all has been well. I know it's been a little bit since I put up uh, a, a new podcast and I apologize for that all last week. We had a house full of COVID. Isn't that crazy? Man, four adults, four kids. Well, the kids never seem to be symptomatic, but um, all four of us adults, my wife and my two stepdaughters, I'm telling you, mm, it was a crazy COVID adventure, right? You do the best you can with the symptoms. You do the best you can to manage how bad you feel. Mm, mm. It does take a toll. Matter of fact, my topic um, in in this next series, this next few bits of um, uh, of uh, topic discussion, is going to be about mental health and the things that influence it, right? In the past, I've talked about your own mental health and things that you should do to help manage it um, and what kind of things that you could possibly do to contribute to um, the ongoing issues or the ongoing struggles uh, with your um, your own mental health. But I'm going to take a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different take and it pertains to the people around you or your environment, like being in a house full of people with COVID, just being cooped up, really, really tended to make us a little on edge. We're not bickering, fighting, nothing like that, but man, when it came time to be able to go back to work, I can tell you, I was ready. I was ready. That is for sure. So before we get started, don't forget to hit that support button. I appreciate anything and then everything that you feel led to contribute um, to help out this podcast. It does help me um, manage my computer stuff, mic stuff, that kind of thing. So whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Whatever is on your heart, I'm grateful for. And those that have contributed, I thank you very much. You are an absolute blessing. Uh, and I continue um, to uh, believe that your grace um, will help me keep going. And uh, those that, listeners, <coughs> listeners, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to, to describe how grateful I am. Um, for you guys, some of you leave comments, right? Don't forget to hit that uh, message button, share in conversation with me. Uh, sometimes there's a question related to that particular topic, you know, share your point of view. Um, I'm game. There's no good uh, info, no bad info, just info, right? That's all I'm looking for um, is to engage in conversation uh, with any of you and hear your take on whatever that. Uh, topic is. So even if you don't answer that specific question that's um, connected to that uh, specific uh, podcast, feel free to throw your own experiences out there, right? Um, And let's talk, right? That's the whole concept. Let's talk because I enjoy talking about these things. I share my own experiences, strengths, and I hope I shared some hope, right? Um, because I, again, don't profess to be any sort of mental health 
or addictions or faith-based guru, right? Um, all I can go on is based on my knowledge and experiences, right? So I'm hoping that whatever it is that I share helps someone out there struggling with any of those issues, right? So let's get to it. Managing mental health, right? What is mental health? Some people are not quite sure how to describe that. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act as we cope with life. It also helps determine how we handle stress related to others and make choices. It, it does influence decision making. If it's good or positive mental health and you feel good, right, you tend to make some, some better choices. But if you're feeling down the dumps, depressed, right, or um, having a bipolar episode, you tend to make some very risky choices. Mental health is an important uh, it is important at every stage of life. It doesn't matter if you're toddler, right, preteen, teenager, or, or older, someone um, in their middle age or aging, right? It's important. It's important. What are mental health disorders? Not everybody's clear about what that can be. Disorders are serious conditions which can affect your think thinking, your mood, and your behavior. They may be um, occasional or sometimes longer lasting than others, right, depending on the episode. They can affect your ability to relate to others, right? If you're someone who has mood swings in relation to your mental health disorder, sometimes the way you behave and the way you talk or the things that you say, if they're confrontational or just plain ugly, it affects relationships. Mental health disorders are common. More than half of all Americans will be diagnosed with one at some point or at some time in their life, right? People struggle, and for some it can be temporary. I know people have taken depression medications for one year, two year, ten year, right? And I've also met a lot of people who have been on their medications most of their life, right? The point is you got to find a way to manage your mental health, whatever your specific issue may be, right? It'll happen at some point in your life, whether it's temporary or long-term. But there are treatments. Always be looking for those treatments when things come your way and stressors come your way and disturb your mental health, right? People with mental health disorders can get better, and many of them recover completely, as I just said. It is possible, right? It is possible. Why is mental health important? Well, I, one, I think that's a pretty obvious question, right? When you when you do better, right, you tend to feel better, which then you do better, which makes you feel better, right? It's sort of that cycle, right? Mental health is important because it can help you to cope with stress. You know, when you're in a good mood and things are going okay in your life, you tend to take those smaller jabs pretty easy. They don't bother you as much. You've heard that saying, well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? 
that tells me or that implies that there's been several little straws along the way. And this is the one, whatever it may be in your life, that was the one that caused you to have maybe an explosive episode, anger, rage, if that's your thing like me, all right? Um, it also helps you to be physically healthy. Nobody feels like getting out and exercising when you feel bad, right? Have good relationships, man. If you can be positive among people, they can be positive back. Make meaningful contributions to your community. I'm not, when I'm in a good mood, I, I like to give. Some people do. Um, I try to think of times to do it, you know, randomly, whether I'm in a good or a bad mood, but sometimes your mood can play into your decision on doing it or not doing it, right? Realize your full potential. That's another one. Know that you can do better and you can be better, right? Your mental health is also important because it can affect your physical health. Some people don't always remember that. As many times as you see these commercials on medications, you can't tell me that most people, the majority of people, don't understand that your mental health can influence your physical health. Stress is the number one killer. I've heard doctors say that time and time and time and time again. Right? Here's an example. Mental health disorders can raise your risk for physical health problems such as mm, stroke, diabetes, heart disease, right? So yes, another big reason, another good reason to manage your mental health, right? What can affect your mental health? Well, that varies from person to person, of course, right? There are many different factors that can affect your mental health. Some of those include, um, I don't know, let's see, uh, biological factors, you know, maybe it's genes or uh, brain chemistry, Right, some people with um, bipolar disorder, there's an imbalance. You can't help that necessarily, right? So most people take some medication for it. Depression, clinical depression, right? Doesn't just some doesn't just go away, right? Um, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, right? Those can be the early onset or the reason for whatever depression someone might be feeling if there's family history of mental health problems right it can be passed down sometimes uh, your lifestyle such as your diet physical activity substance use is a big one right substance use is a big one you can read up on substance induced disorders right there, there's a list of them um, it's brain chemistry that you're messing with when taking illicit drugs. You can also affect your mental health by taking steps to improve it. Stop doing drugs, all right? <laughs> Stop doing drugs. Stop drinking too much, right? There is alcohol-induced dementia that is a real thing, right? Doing better in your life helps you feel better, which then in turn helps improve mental health, right? That's why it's best to do some of the light exercise if you can't do anything heavy. You know, I've talked about meditation a lot in other podcasts. Meditation is good for you, right? Using relaxation techniques, there's a bunch of them. I've gone over some of those before, right? Um, and just practicing gratitude. 
sometimes if you can just share with someone that you appreciate them for whatever it is that they do for you, right? Giving you a ride to work, giving you a ride home, right? Spot you for lunch, whatever it is that someone does for you, right? And it doesn't have anything, it doesn't have to be anything that costs anything. Sometimes if you know you got that one positive friend, that one shoulder to lean on, that's important too, right? That's important too. Um, it's good to have someone like that in your corner. That is for sure. So when you share your gratitude, making someone else feel good and positive about themselves does help you too, right? Uh, let's see, can my mental health change over time? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Your mental health can change. For example, you may be dealing with a difficult situation such as trying to manage a chronic illness, taking care of um, an ill relative or facing money problems. Listen, when COVID first started, the big ramp up, I guess, it was a year ago, over a year ago, you know that domestic violence, among other things, other things increased too, but domestic violence increased. Child abuse increased. Why? Because everybody's having to quarantine. And they're staying caged up. And that does change your mood, even if it is for the, a moment. Right? Even though it's just for a moment, whether you quarantined for a month, I don't know. Some people stayed longer. Some people stayed less. But for some reason, it influenced mental health with a lot of people. And maybe they were more on edge. Maybe they were more angry, more depressed. Depressed people can lash out in anger, too. It's kind of one of the symptoms as well. But can you imagine Domestic violence going up because of all of that. It goes to show you that there are all kinds of things that can influence externally, right? Something you're not necessarily in control of that can cause some mental health issues, right? What are some signs that you might have a mental health problem? Well, there's always a bunch of those, but when it comes to your emotions, it can be hard to know. What is normal? What is not normal? What is normal anyway? It's its own question, right? Um, I don't, who knows what normal is? Um, what's good? What is not good? There are warning signs that may have um, a mental health. Uh, uh, you may have a mental health problem. Some of those include uh, change in eating or sleeping habits, right? Uh, oversleeping, undersleeping, right? You can't sleep at all. Uh, having low or no energy, um, I don't know, feeling numb or like nothing matters, right? There's just a bunch of things. Having unexplained aches and pains. Some people don't realize that depression can cause some actual physical pain. That's why there's one or two, I've mentioned them before, one or two Depression medications out there that have a pain-relieving agent in them. That is why. That is why. Uh, feeling unusually confused, right? Forgetful, angry, upset, worried, scared. Some of those things can be signs that you may be struggling 
And then there's the big ones if you've got bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, if you're hearing voices or believing things, um, believing things that are not true, right? Um, depression, here's one. Thinking of harming yourself or others, right? Not everyone who's feeling depressed is truly just thinking about hurting themselves. Um, sometimes they will lash out, right? That's the hard part is when someone um, decides that that's what they're going to do is lash out. What should I do if I think I have a mental health problem? If you truly believe that you're struggling, please talk to somebody. Friend, family member, right, co-worker. If you're like me and you work a bunch, around a bunch of other counselor or mental health um, provider type people, you know, I'm pretty fortunate in that. I can just go down the office and pretty much down the hallway and knock on anyone's door and have someone that I can just sort of bounce some stuff off of, right? That's one of the things I've always loved about working with other counselors. Um, there was another place I used to work out, and there, uh, there were eight of us, and we were just down the hall from each other. And at even a given moment, we could just talk, right? And this one guy in particular, him and I were pretty close even away from work because we also attended the same church, right? And he also helped lead the Celebrate Recovery ministry um, that we were doing. Um, but he was one of them guys that I could just sit and chat with, right? Not everybody has a working atmosphere like that. But I know you got somebody. Make sure they're safe, sober, non-judgmental type people, right? You don't want to make yourself feel worse just because you decided to talk to someone, right? That can happen too. So be mindful and be careful. Be mindful, be careful. Now, I didn't say don't do anything, right? If you feel like you're having some mental health issues, you got to. You got to reach out to somebody and ask for help. I've mentioned it a few times. I really love that there are some celebrities that are talking about this, right? It's become a topic. A lot of celebrities have talked about their own mental health issues, right? Almost bringing some sort of normalcy to it. Um, not necessarily the mental health issue, but making it normal to talk about it, right? That is a good thing. That is a good thing. Reach out to someone close to you. Don't wait too long. Don't wait till the weight is heavier, right? And don't wait till you just have stuff pile on top of the struggle. You have an activating event that makes you feel down the dumps, depressed. Feel some low self-esteem, right? And then the next day, something else happens. You're in a car wreck, maybe. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Then the next day, your boss chews you out, right? Then the next day, you realize that you're running short on a bill. It's those things that just keep adding onto whatever the first event was. And it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier, right? 
you know, <clears throat> if you go back to the last, I don't know, dozen, two dozen podcasts, right? It's hard to talk about addiction recovery. It's hard to talk about mental health recovery. And it's hard to talk about overall family and relationship recovery without mentioning one's mental health issues or addiction issues a time or two in the podcast, right? Because those seem to all, um, I don't know, fold over each other. One influences the other sort of thing, right? And so time and time again, um, we're at least mentioning it. Even if the whole podcast isn't about mental health, it's hard to not at least mention your mental health and what you're doing to manage it, right? And it's not hard. It's hard not to talk about how addiction has its own issues, but in the mix of talking about the issues, family related, financially related, mental health related, addiction issues, right? It's hard not to talk about those without talking about the influence that it does have or the effects it does have on your mental health struggles, right? We all know that addiction um, at any level can eventually create more mental health concerns for you, right? Especially if you're already dealing with, as I mentioned, depression, bipolar disorder, PTSD, schizophrenia, right? Addiction just seems to compile more junk, right? Making the struggle even more real than it is, right? So here's where things are going to get a little bit different. But first, let me mention, why is emotional health important? Emotional and mental health is important because it's vital. (coughs) It's a vital part of our life. It impacts your thoughts, behaviors, and emotions, right? Maybe consider writing that down. Emotional and mental health is important because it's a vital part of your day-to-day life. And it impacts your thoughts, your behaviors, and your emotions. Being healthy emotionally can promote productivity and effectiveness in activities like work, school, caregiving. Oh, that's one thing. If you're in the caregiving right business, that's what you do for a living. You really have to stay on top of what's going on with you spiritually and emotionally, right? Your mental health. You got to stay on top of those things. One of my favorite sayings um, when I was uh, um, interviewing counselors when I was a clinical supervisor, right? Um, And I still play a part in um, some interviewing now. One of my favorite questions to people or statements to people is, that every good counselor or provider should know their limitations, right? Should know their limitations. You need to know that. What kinds of things rub you the wrong way? Either annoy you, make you angry, make you depressed or sad, right? You have to know what those things are. What type of people can you work with? What type of people can you not work with? Right? You have to know what types of personalities 
you struggle to work with, right? Um, because that influences what you're thinking. We're talking about your emotions, your mental health, right? It plays an important part in the health of your, your relationships and allows you to adapt to changes in your life and cope with adversity. It's not always easy, right? You can ask any caregiver, nurses too, right? Counselors, any therapist type, psychiatrist, right? They all have a handful of really, really, really good clients that are really digging deep into what's going on in their lives. Really, really reaching for some sort of resolve for whatever that struggle is, right? And then you have some people who just tend to live in denial, right? You got to break through one barrier of denial after another. One person's blamed more for another. I wouldn't be like this if he or she wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, right? We've all had those types of clients too. I myself have had those types of clients and they do really make uh, you work for your money. That is for sure, right? Because it's difficult to break through some of those barriers if you can't get them to come out of the denial um, with their consequences, you know, they look at you funny when they look at me funny when I tell them, hey, your best thinking got you here, right? And all these consequences. So let's look at that. So taking care of those things when you're in the profession is key, right? That's just a little side nugget for those of you who may be working uh, in some sort of caregiving or counseling or therapy aspect, right? Okay. <coughs> so in all of those things in the last dozen or two podcasts, we talked about what kinds of things you do or don't do that influence your mental health. Here is the opposite of that, right? Let's talk about external influences, okay? Or external influences. That means that maybe you have a family member, friend, co-workers that continually have a bad attitude, right? Or maybe they're always the one-up-you guy, right? You know, you come to work, and you're talking about having had a flat tire, that's why you're late, right? And this person wants to brag about how he had four flat tires, car rolled over a couple times, and he managed to get to work on time. You always have those one-up-you people, right? You may wonder, is your mental health dependent on your neighbors, friends, coworkers, right, the people around you? In some ways, yes. There is, in a way, a mental health ripple effect, okay? And that includes people who are struggling with their own mental health. They can tend to influence how you're feeling, too. But I want to talk about character defects specifically. Just as um, when a pebble is thrown into water and causes ripples, your words or their words, their actions, 
and feelings affect those around them, right? Who in turn affects those around them, and so on, right? I don't know how many times I've talked to people that seem to be in a bad mood, right? And it has nothing to do with you. I've shared that story about my my wife a time or two, where 20 years ago when we first got married, she um, struggled with being very, very sharp with me and the kids, right? Um, of course, she grew up in a home where her stepdad was very condescending and demeaning. Two character defects, right? Hopefully you're starting to feel me here. Two character defects there. Very condescending, demeaning, right? always challenging her thoughts, that kind of thing. And um, then she has a first marriage, which is a little bit rough, turbulent, kind of some of the same stuff going on at that time. Um, then we get married, speeding up. Then we get married, we're a year or so in, and I remember saying simple things like, hey, honey, don't let me forget to whatever it was. And she would flip out. What do you think? I'm stupid. I'm not going to forget something like, you know, you got that. Even with the kids. Hey, mom, let's not forget that I need whatever it is. I'm not going to forget something like that. I'm not stupid. Why you always got to remind me? You follow me? And it's like every everything like that, a reminder or a suggestion seemed to be some sort of a, a challenge. Right? It seemed to be some sort of a challenge. But that's because of her upbringing and always having to defend and defend and defend. Right? You always feel like you have to defend what your own thoughts are, right? Because someone around you, we're talking about external influences, has a piss-poor attitude. Maybe they talk down at you. They're influential by being condescending or demeaning or both, right? So, how your actions affect others or how their actions could possibly have affected your mental health. I say it both ways because I'm hoping these people may be listening too. Because the next few podcasts are going to be specific on a character defect. Right? I'm going to take um, maybe um, just shy of a dozen or so and some ones that seem to be most troubling. Because if you look around, I could pull up a list on Google now. There's one list out there that's got 100 plus. 80, 180, 190. Character defects, my gosh. So, while there are a lot of sources that impact mental health, what you say or what they say and do can have an impact on you. Not just your well-being, but also you and those around you. (coughs) Right? I know if you're one of those people who have listened or listening now, sometime at some point as a child, someone said something. It hurts your feelings, right? Maybe you grew up in a household like that where a parent, aunt, uncle, older brother, sister, just condescending, demeaning, controlling. Controlling, another character defect, right? And for some reason, just felt like people ever since then have had their thumb on your neck. Well, here are going to be a whole slew of sessions on those types of things. So include those people. Encourage them to listen, right? 
maybe if we can point it out, they'll hear it. They'll get it, I hope, right? Unless they're narcissistic. Mm, another character defect, right? So know that there's things that people do that do influence how you're thinking and feeling, right? On one hand, there can they can be a good thing, I guess, if they're positive people. That's what we talk about or why we talk about staying around positive people. Why do we say that? Because the influencing is good. The influencing is positive. They're on the flip side of that same coin is the negativity. If you're always around negativity, guess what? You tend to ooze your own negativity. People get angry at something that happened at 8 a.m. and can be lashing out at people at 2 o'clock in the afternoon because their mood is still the same as it was six hours ago. Me, I've, I've, I am luckily, I have been able to manage that, right? If someone were to anger me at 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning and I'm around other people who had nothing to do with that, I'm able to compartmentalize that. There are some people who are angry once they're angered and are anger, angry at everything and everybody. You have to be able to contain that, right? I can be super mad at Joe Blow at 9 a.m., but I'm not going to take it out on all my other coworkers at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon because they had nothing to do with that. That was my point with my wife's issue and her lashing out at us, right? That had nothing to do with me. But it was a self-defense mechanism that had come along with her, right? So you got to be able to watch for those things too, right? Many mental health issues can go undiagnosed because their sufferer is unaware. That's who we're targeting. Those people who are unaware that they, right, that what they're experiencing constitutes a problem. What they're Contributing to someone constitutes problems, but you can speak up. Here we go. Speak up. Provide factual information. Suggest to your loved ones to speak with someone in mental health providing business, right? Mental health, social worker, whatever, and support their mental health journey. A lot of people with character defects don't have addiction issues that put them in a position to be in treatment. Or have severe mental health issues that put them in a position to be in mental health treatment so that someone professional can point these character defects out, right? So if they don't ever get put in a situation where someone points them out, then they don't, they don't, <laughs> they're not going to take your word for it just because, you know, you're, you're the one going, you're so bossy, you're so mean, you're so condescending. Why are you always talking down to people? Why are you so angry? Just because you're saying it does not mean they're going to get it, right? Does not mean <clears throat> they're going to get it. So unless they get put in a situation where they too need to get some sort of treatment with addiction-related or mental health-related, their character defects are never truly pointed out. Even if someone has lost two or three wives because of his depression or anger issues or untreated bipolar disorder or PTSD, right? They're in relationship after relationship, but they don't see 
the two, three, four people have separated themselves from them. They're the common denominator, right? Two, three, four, five, six people can't be wrong. If you got that many people telling you you got a bad attitude, guess what? You probably got a bad attitude, and you may want to check it, right? In either case, a stranger's attitude has influenced your own, or a family member's attitude has influenced your own. And you can have a similar impact on others. When it comes to someone you know, especially closely, your emotions and actions can be even more profound, right? People get angry, and it's okay to be angry. It's an emotion that we have, right? Being sad or depressed, they're emotions that we have. There's nothing wrong with that either. Untreating them is the problem, right? Or allowing your anger to cause you to lash out at other people that had nothing to do with whatever the activating event was. Right? Are you an angry person? Are you a condescending, demeaning person or just hateful and ugly on words you use? Right? I'm going to talk to you guys specifically about how you can be influencing the mental health of those around you. Right? We have this cancel culture going on. Right, I don't. It's, you got to be careful about what you say, who you say it to, right? But in reality, I have seen people. Hmm, man, not necessarily by words talked into, being suicidal, like someone saying, or encouraging them to do whatever it is they want to do, to harm themselves. But I have seen the ugly words. Right? Those condescending words, those put downs that have just chopped away at someone's spiritual and emotional well being to a point where they do just want to throw in the towel. Right? And there's got to be a way to stop that kind of treatment. Got to be a way to stop that kind of treatment. It happens a lot. And I want to point out some of those character defects over the next few sessions. So, those are going to be fun topics. Encourage someone to listen, <laughs> right? Uh, and um, we'll get those we'll get those rolling. And I hope that they help somebody. I'm going to do it. I promise you. I don't want to just nitpick and right throw people under the bus. I'm hoping that people will get educated. And what some of these character defects are, right, that aid in influencing everyone else's mental health struggles, especially if they're already dealing with mental health issues. You don't want to compile issues, right? People who are confident take negativity better than someone who is in full-blown clinical depression. That's my point, right? That's my point. So until next time, good talking to you. Glad to be over this COVID mess, and uh, I will talk to you again soon. Be blessed.